Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the land of the lakes, beautiful Minnesota, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy, and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. What's up, man? What's up is we just watched the Wild win 4-2 to against the Ottawa Senators, and uh, man, for the first two periods, it looked like it was all ours. We like to make things interesting, don't we? Minnesota sports, baby. Minnesota sports. Speaking baby. of interesting, I, we didn't even get into this. Ed. Did you watch the Vikings game yesterday? Oh, oh my. How Minnesota sports was that, dude? I swear, if they started, if they were up 30-0, they were going to lose. Well, but, but because be they were coming back, I, I, I knew they were going to win. Because I was like, this is Minnesota. History is made record for the biggest first half deficit by an NFL team. That's crazy. Wait, it, okay, is, is, <laughs> is the, the real record that everyone's talking about is that it's the biggest comeback in NFL no, history no. as well. Is uh, uh, is Matt Ryan with the Colts right now? I, I heard some stats. Okay, yes. yeah, so he's been part of, this was a stat that I heard last Collapses. night. Yes. Uh, do you know the 28 to 3? Tampa? Oh man, I, I don't know. I, don't know. So I, just, I heard it last night. That's at party. literally probably the the biggest but Super selling Bowl, right? flag. Yes, the biggest selling flag in barstool sports history. I would imagine. Is it Atlanta, where it's literally a double sided flag. On one side, it's twenty eight to three Atlanta over the New England Atlanta, Patriots, yeah, okay, yeah. and then the other side is the overtime with the final score of thirty one to twenty eight. Beautiful Patriots. Poor, poor Matt Ryan. Poor Matt Ryan. Poor. Uh, also poor. Um, man, why am I spacing on his name now? Uh, coach for the San Francisco 49ers. Don't look at me, man. It's driving me crazy now that I can't think of his name. But anyways, one of the better coaches in the NFL, he was the offensive coordinator that pretty much blew that game because they decided not to play smart and conservative, but not important that he'll probably manage to win with a third string quarterback correct, this year. Correct me if I'm wrong though. Like it Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. God damn it. There it is. Who got this, it. This is Minnesota sports. Like if, the, if it was, if the tables were turned, the uh, Vikings would have won no, 100%. It's, it's way more Minnesota if it went the other way. Well, I was just say if Minnesota, <laughs> if Minnesota, yeah, if Minnesota was up 30, nothing like they would have a hundred percent blew that. But because they're on the opposite side, I was like, you know what? If they're, if they're, maybe there's a chance. And that's Minnesota sports. It's just like a heart attack. What's crazy is I watched the first half in Bloomington at Lucky 13s uh, for a uh, friend's wife's like birthday. We were basically, they were playing bingo. I was playing pull tabs, which pull tabs are far more uh, fruitful when you're trying to win money. Uh, but we watched the first half there and it was like, wow that was a waste of my life then we like ran an errand quick went home grabbed the dog this is still wife on? and i wife and i go out to lupulin brewing and like as we're leaving it's like four minutes left in the game and like all of a sudden oh they're within eight points i'm like sorry laura we're uh turning this on the radio and needless to say it took us like 45 to 50 minutes to get from richfield to lupulin and the game was still on and in overtime by the time we got there 
uh man it, funny too because like my wife not a huge sports person definitely not football and we turn it on she's like holy shit this guy's uh, a little animated talking of course about paul allen yeah. uh, treasured and loved uh play-by-play for the minnesota vikings but i right after i explained to her the whole and he's loose thing for adrian peterson i'm just like oh my god whenever he busts out a big play it's always and he's loose <laughs> and like she's like okay that sounds entertaining and literally like 40 seconds later uh dalvin cook oh. rips off a 64 yard touchdown run and he pulls it out and she's like in tears laughing her ass off <laughs> um but uh off of that have to give a huge shout out to the people at lupulin everyone knows we pump their tires endlessly great beers out right now and actually they've got a four pack right now of like wine inspired beers which is really interesting especially for the holidays it's called waking the grapevine <laughs> and they have four different iterations of it. We only tried two of them, but like one of them basically was a Cabernet beer. And I say oh, that wow. in the best way possible. The other one had the same base. They were all done with the same base beer in the same uh, wine barrels. But then the next one was like, uh, instead of Cabernet, it was like cacao and vanilla bean, I think. Ooh. And it if you smelled it, like if you just pulled up, give it a little whiff it smelled like swiss miss hot cocoa didn't taste like that at all it tasted delicious still but didn't taste like hot chocolate by any means but that's like what you got on the nose which was delightful um great people they have hundred dollar gift cards right now if you buy one they give you a free 25 dollar gift card even if you're in the process of paying at the space because i we had our stuff there we got some stuff to go. We even got the Hop Passport, which they sell there and several other breweries. You can find it online. $40 for like upwards of 150 breweries, most of which are in Minnesota. Others are in the bordering states, but like literally go to between five and 10 breweries and get buy one, get ones. Okay. It pays for itself. Yeah. It's, it's, why wouldn't you do it? But, anyways, I was, uh, before even buying that, I was sitting for all the things we bought, plus the things we drank in the tap room. We're sitting at like 94 bucks. She's like, you know, like I can first ring you up for this gift card, buy that for you, then hand you the $125 gift card and you can use that towards your purchases. I think my total bill was like 133 bucks. So then I just basically got a free $25 off of that order. That's awesome. The people at Lupulin are the fucking best. They're so um, awesome. We've already talked. Uh, it, Early stages won't give too much away, but there are definitely collaborations in the works, whether that be events, delicious beverages, just wait. It'll be coming here in the coming months. Isha doesn't know because he didn't partake, but no, just but trust I, me, it's going to be exciting. I did partake in a Lupulin beer last night. And I was totally oh. off hoppy. It wasn't an IPA Jeez, at all. Idiot. It was uh, an Imperial Red India Pale Ale, and it was the Resin Rapture. So it was an IPA. Uh, red IPA. Red IPA. It wasn't the <laughs> hazy IPA that I, that I thought it was, but uh, I was very, I was like ten or twelve beers in last night before I even grabbed the loop. And then I was like, halfway... I don't even believe that you can drink ten or twelve beers. Oh come on! I was halfway through the can. I was like, oh nine percent. This is a good. This is a good one to drink at this stage. But anyways, it was from what I can remember, it was incredible because I, I from what I can remember, Jesus, I I downed it way quicker than uh than anything anything else there and it was because i was like damn this is good because i was just slamming back the hams last well, night speaking of the only incredible thing to come out of the state of north dakota we have today on tap morning ritual 
Uh, that's right. We have a coffee milk stout brought to you by the great folks at Drecker. Um, incredible can art as always. Um, 6.4%. Again, coffee milk stout. Isha, thoughts? I, I really like it. It's it's a little on the sweet side. More, a little bit. More sweet than I usually mm-hmm. go for. But but, but it, it's sweet and roasty, which is like weird. Yes. It's, like it, it hits it, both. It's not overpowering. Um, I had it a couple days ago, actually. Uh, I first featured it when I was streaming, and I was like, oh, damn, this is good. And I was talking about it, and I was like, wait, wrong wrong youtube channel i don't need to get into beer here this is really good but uh no a little bit on the sweeter side but like hobby said the roastiness really complements it well i would have figured it was a little bit higher percentage in in alcohol content but at a 6.4 this Eh, is this is awesome Um, i would have have said six or seven probably granted it's easy to say after i know it's 6.4 but like i wouldn't have thought that this was like a nine or a ten i was i I thought it was an eight or a nine when i first drank it and that's before i found out that uh or where anyways to look on the Drecker cans for the alcohol <laughs> percentage. And you, you guys all may laugh at me. I'm, I'm not dumb. It's hard to find. It's tiny. It's hidden. It's like Waldo. You got to, you got to look a little bit, but anyways, no, I really, I really dig it's this. like Waldo. Jesus. Shout out to uh, Joe. Actually, he picked me up a four pack for just being a good roommate. So thanks Joe. Are you a roommate or a tenant? That's a good question. I feel L- like little column a little column B. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I, four... I do enough dishes to be a roommate. I pay enough to be a tenant. So it's somewhere in the middle. All right. That's fair. Um, important call out here uh, early this morning, which is why I'm a little delusional right now. I don't usually wake up for uh, 9 a.m. sporting events on a Sunday. We have the best soccer player ever. Lionel Messi. Wait, Kafu from Brazil's here? Hobby Only doesn't, he doesn't even know who that is. That's probably some wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> but the the one thing I noticed as we were watching this game, which like soccer is still very different to me, just because all of the the acting, pretending to be hurt, it, it's very basketball esque, which is a turnoff. Yeah. But some of the goals in this game were fucking filthy. Storyline, dude, the comeback from the from France. I mean, storyline, uh, yeah, the French are assholes. <laughs> but I Messi is the greatest there's ever been. Um until Mbappe has like another 15 until he gets another hat trick until he gets another hat trick. <laughs> like uh Messi is the best. There's no better jersey in World Cup soccer than Argentina. I will agree on that. Um I, I think if I'm going top three, and this is off the cuff, so I'm probably wrong, but I would say that it's Argentina. Croatia, Netherlands, and the fact that Ooh. Argentina had to beat both of those teams on their path, it just speaks to the fact that they are the best and they are the best jersey. I don't know how you can debate it. Yeah, I like Argentina, Croatia, Brazil in like the late 90s was really good. And it's then, iconic because of Pele, but yeah, like yeah. it's not, I don't think their jerseys anything special and i mean canada's is obviously like is up there as well no one's seen it because they don't make it past the hey, entry hey, round they but... saw it this year baby not out the entry round but we have only only pool play doesn't count <laughs> doesn't count it's still nice it's still nice man hey, we'll see you a lot really more. pump their tires did they win a fucking game no but they scored okay so they're fucking losers oh my god no i mean i will say like i they... wouldn't care by the way like i'm not like i don't hate canada or anything like i wouldn't say anything about them had isha not like 
beyond pumped their tires and said how much of a lock they were to make it in and maybe even win one round. They were god awful. Yeah, they, they were trailer trash. Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe in four years. Four I mean, years, yeah. When they're a third host. <laughs> they they're second. They're second behind Mexico. A third. A, a third. Like, oh, oh, like, like one broken third. Into okay, thirds. Okay. I thought you meant like third ranked. I mean, I, I would say that they're above Mexico. I think maybe. we're I think we're getting more games than Mexico. Guess what? Canada. In four years, it could be very different. Maybe <laughs> maybe they're one. Who knows? But, <laughs> but we'll wait and see. It's all going to be in Toronto. Yeah, we'll 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 uh, reserve comment for that. But uh, man, oh, I don't know. You should. Do you have anything else uh, booze wise before we jump in? Actually, sorry. Back to uh, the beer talk. Apologies. Yeah, we we do have some got, more beer got talk. Some stuff. <laughs> I I got a beyond pump the tires first off thank you so much to all the great people over at beer dabbler fun episode if you haven't already checked it out it's up on youtube if you want some visuals podcast is out as well last week uh dropped on wednesday i believe that was such a fun one because I just, I just have to drop this tidbit for those who are like diehard soda pod fans who listen to every episode and we appreciate all you guys shout out all four of you we no prep as far as notes for that one and that's how like easy it is for us to hang out and talk to jordan we literally sat there and just started talking which was so much fun yeah right and uh got to pump their tires as far as what they can offer you here in the holiday season and beyond uh first looking forward to uh late february anyone that hasn't already looked into it go out and buy your winter beer dabbler tickets if you let us know by the way we'll absolutely meet up with you have some beers shoot the shit talk wild or otherwise um but if you are struggling at this point with, you know, holiday shopping, don't have a gift for someone, already purchased your winter beer dabbler tickets because why the fuck wouldn't you? Um, shout out to the Dabbler Depot. They have a full set of different gift boxes. We're talking beer. We're talking wine, whiskey, vodka. Yep. doesn't matter. They have so many options that are pre-arranged for you. You don't have to think twice. Just show up and say, hey, this is what the person likes. They got the box for you. You run. It makes for a very thoughtful, creative gift because they've got it. It's literally in crates, and they've got all of it put together for you. Looks nice. Jump on that. But we have to give a shout-out to Lance, who if anyone thinks back, oh, God, Isha, it's a year and a half probably at this point. Um, we featured, uh, of course, both Zach and Jordan of Beer Dabbler, and uh, were promoting a couple of things over there. And they showed the, uh, <laughs> I think it was called for from Omni. It was, uh, I can't even remember what the beer was called. I feel bad about that now. I'm trying, but to do some basically, the uh, Lance, who uh, is quite the character, great guy. We chatted with him for quite a bit after Jordan took off when we recorded. But uh, he's the guy that basically smashed the blender, if you recall that. Barry Blends was his character, destroyed the glass blender that he was told to make sure that he didn't break. Um, but on our way out, he actually hooked us up with this uh, Canaology, okay? So Canaology is a little droplet here. It's got, uh, in its full contents, 90 milligrams of THC. And essentially the idea here is uh, building your own drink, right? We've seen the seltzers out there. We've seen uh, a lot of different options for uh, liquid THC consumption. And, and most of them in oil form, by the way, or, you know, and yeah. nothing that I've seen water-based, which is for me, again, I've, 
I've dabbled in the THC before, ladies you've and dabbled. gentlemen. You've dabbled. I'm from Vancouver Island, Canada. It's it's been legal there for a while. Just like just like the beer dabbler has dabbled in beer. Yes. Uh, it, it's all oil based. It's all oil based, yeah. even in their edibles. So this actually like science like from a scientific point of view blew my fucking mind. One well, for me, like I'm I'm not a big like weed THC person. Like I've had a little bit of it since it became legal here, which people probably want to like call me out and say like, Oh, you're a liar. Like, no, I legitimately, I think the first time that I experienced any form of THC was like a year or two ago. And that was when I was in a state that it was legal. in. like, I, it just never really appealed to me. Uh, good stuff. Interesting. I don't like seltzers in general. Like I think that white claws taste like TV static, truly similar thing. Oh no, Isha, here's, here's our man, Lance. We uh, hung it. out with and Boom! Destroyed. Ah, too good. Too good. Anyways, Lance already told us he's making an appearance on here to further promote this. Uh, but needless to say, it I can speak from an experience because I've I've sampled like the THC seltzers, which get the job done, taste good. Uh, I can actually be honest too, like when I've smoked it legally smoking doesn't do anything to me i could smoke all fucking Dude, day people are like my that. eyes my eyes will droop a little bit like i'll look fucked up i don't feel a thing i i'm not lying this isn't like oh look at me i have tolerance like no i just like don't feel anything no, it's like i'm but, the opposite i'm the opposite when i like i have to ingest more like edibles than i interesting. do than i have to smoke for me edibles and uh drinkables those definitely hit. yeah so for those me it's the hit. opposite so when I've had the THC seltzers, again, I don't, I'm not preferential to the flavor because I just think seltzers are not tasty. That's my personal preference. White Claw Peach, baby, let's go. But for those of you that want to drink your THC, I can tell you firsthand, I've already tried. All you have to do is take one full dropper of this, which is three milligrams THC, Compared to the like three, five, 10 milligram THC seltzers that are on the market, I can tell you this hits quicker, this hits harder, and you can mix it with whatever the fuck you want. I've already mixed it with both uh, Fresca and Dr. Pepper, and they were great. Um, I've tried it with both one dropper and two droppers. You definitely can taste it. Like there's a little bit of a like bitter yeah, you're, sensation. You're, to you're it, always going to taste a little bit. But of it, yeah. guess what? Like end of the day, it didn't bother me at all. I didn't second guess it. And I can say wholeheartedly, if this is something you're interested in, if it's something that's like up your alley, don't hesitate. Go to the Dabbler Depot. They can legally sell any of their THC products out of their coffee shop next door. And this tincture, uh, I think it was like 40? 40 or 45 bucks. And this is literally, if we're doing one full dropper per, per uh, beverage, we're talking 30 servings. Yeah. That seems pretty reasonable to basically take it with any form of pop, juice, whatever the fuck it is you drink. Hell, one even water, even water, folks. <laughs> I don't know if I can get there. <laughs> that that'd be weird to me. Well, and they have gift baskets too, featuring a bunch of their THC products, like as well as their you know wine and, and beer gift baskets. There as well. we go. So anyone, if you're like panicking right now, like I'm sure so many are, like what do I get last minute here for Christmas? Everything's sold out. It's back ordered. Whatever. 
go to Dabbler Depot out in St. Paul. It's literally like, I would think three-ish miles from the X, just going further out on West 7th. Go hit it up. Totally worth it. Check out the video beforehand because, again, when you check our YouTube video, really cool preview to what they have to offer there, both beverage-wise and just for yeah. the aesthetic that's delivered. Hey, they got donuts at the coffee it's shop, so too. goddamn cool. Uh, don't hesitate. Please, please, please go support our friends at the Dabbler Depot. And if you haven't yet, again, winter beer dabbler tickets. Don't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, I can't wait to talk about some wild hockey here too, Ooh. Hobby. Hey, so let's talk about Kaprizov. Let's talk about Kaprizov. We teased it in the first episode earlier today. I hope everyone who's listening, I hope you uh you know you you got your answers in. You know, I, I hope you predicted because if you haven't, pause right now, go back, listen. We want some guesses. Yes. Don't ruin it for yourself. That's right. I'm talking to you, Matthew. Yeah, but Kaprizov reaches 200 points, Hoppy. Unbelievable. 200 points. Uh, that That's solid without context. With context, he is the fourth player in NHL history to do so within 167 games played. And uh, important to note that, of course, that's a skewed stat to make sure that yes. <laughs> he's included. But even cooler, there's only so because of that, there's three that beat him. One that annihilated everybody with 142 games played to hit 200 points. Then we have right before him, again, Kaprizov, 167. We have a 165 and a 166. And uh, I guess the first two, right? The third, I, I feel now, bad about would, would you have guessed them correctly in order? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would have. So you, you knew 142 immediately. Yeah, I, I knew it was Sidney fucking Crosby. Okay. Now, what's really interesting, though, folks, of those three, they go 165, 166, 167, all Russian, and there's an argument to be had that they are the best three Russians to really play hockey in the NHL since the lockout of 04-05. Dude, honestly, as good as Kucherov there, is... Kucherov is the no, one that like, I'd consider. As, but he had a slow uh, start. Kucherov and Panarin. Uh, Panarin. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Fine. But uh, Kucherov... Panarin, that's, that's a good poll that you had there. But um, Kucherov had a slower start to that superstardom than Kaprizov who hit the ground running, right? Agreed. Also, younger. Yeah. Also... <laughs> different team like no no Kaprizov I, came in was expected to be the I, i'm I just giving it. context no i get it but we no, love Kaprizov. we should love Kaprizov, but it's important to note we knew there he was are caveats come to all of this right kucherov was coming in as a second rounder no one thought he was going to be this what what he was except sure. for except for my buddy dylan who told me to watch him as soon as he entered the league <laughs> so i've been very right on a lot of players kucherov's the one i've been the most wrong on because you see it every year. Like there's always the guy that like pops and just fucking crushes in the playoffs. And it's like they enter playoff sicko mode, but they, they don't really maintain it yeah, the yeah. next year in the regular season. And I'm like, you know what? Flash in the pan, whatever. Nope. He's a fucking monster. Yeah, he's a I was point player. so wrong. I can, I can admit every time when I'm wrong, I was so wrong Dude, I, on him. I thought that Johnson and Platt were going to be better players than him. When the triplets line first came out. I honestly, I was like, he's the, the worst player on this line. I get quote unquote worst when they came out. Maybe first year. maybe Johnson at the time. I don't think I thought that about Palat. In their first year, again, fair enough. But sure. that, that's what I thought. So like that's just that's. But just anyways, but anyways, yeah. The the two then the the one sixty five Isha you knew 
Yeah. Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. 165. Oh. Isha like gave me I like six guesses. And then finally I had to tell him and he was, three, was, re- was, three, he was ready to hurt himself. It was three guesses, by the way, folks. Four and a half. Oh. Uh, and it's because I like I should respect him more and then I feel like I do. No, 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 no. Not you, Isha. Every motherfucker yeah. that watches hockey should respect this he, man. He more. should be up Mis- there. Mr. 101. If anyone doesn't know what that means, then I don't know how to help you at this he point. He should be up there with the same. Like if you if you say the names Crosby and Ovechkin, Evgeny Malkin should be you know in that conversation as well because he's that good. There's a one A, a one B, and in this case a one C. Yeah, and that is Evgeny Malkin. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I will submit that as far as legacies go, Malkin will never compare to Ovechkin because of the 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 lane that he's carved for himself as being. Probably the best goal scorer in the NHL ever once it's all said and done. But Malkin is he's up there. Malkin is a freak of nature. One of the best Russians ever played. Physical specimen. He is so goddamn good. Absolute baby face. But we love him dearly. I to this like this era of the Pittsburgh Penguins, I will defend Evgeny Malkin till the end. Sidney Crosby, yes, he's a better player. I enjoy when you see them at their best, there is no one more fun to watch than Evgeny Malkin in freak mode. Man, in 2000, it's insane. In 2009, he got 36 points in 24 playoff games. Oh, weird. Uh, who won the Conn Smythe that year? In, in 2017, 28 points in 25 games. So, like, look at the gap. He didn't between, win it that year. Like, this guy, he's just an absolute beast, dude. But needs to be said, again, uh, Sidney Crosby, incredible. Back to back Con Smythes in 16 17. He absolutely stole the 16 Con Smythe from Phil Castle. And I, I that's not even tongue in cheek. Like, I firmly believe that. Um, dude, even as a. In, in, He's just going to fucking ignore it. In 2005 and 2006 in the World Juniors, back to back 10 point seasons in six or t- 10 point tournaments in six games. 10 point seasons. Jesus. 10 point tournament in six games back to back. As a 18 and 19 year old, my goodness. So be this to say, uh, of course, there's the caveat that what Kaprizov's 26 right now. Yes. Different than all three of those players and a lot of other players. Came in as a pro list. already playing in the K, but both of them played but in guess the K what? too. Guess what? All that means is that we have a real fucking player on our hands. Yes. The guy is a freak. Uh, I, I don't have anything else to say. Three years Russian Super League. <laughs> so Malkin. No, 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 no. He didn't say Russian. He said oh, Super League. Three years Super League. So, I mean, Malkin <laughs> did play Super League. So, I mean, you know, Capriza played, what, five yeah, years but KHL? Malkin, but... Malkin came over a year after Ovechkin. No, yeah, that's true. Uh, Wait. Yeah. Yeah, a year yeah, after. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean. Which, I mean, one of the rare occasions, not unheard of, but a rare occasion where two players from the same team are on the uh, Calder ballot. Yes. Yes. And I'm pretty sure they were one and two unanimously. <laughs> oh, I can't even think of who, who else was in the race then. Yeah. I don't know who number three was. It was probably so far down the fucking ladder, but one and two that year. Oh my God. Evgeny Malkin and Jordan Stahl. What Crazy. a fuck. Oh, dude. I granted it was the right move. If one had to go as far as skills concerned, I honestly was so beyond obsessed with Jordan Stahl 
Oh my god, I loved him so goddamn much. He's good. Much. He's he still crushing. So it. fucking good. He's still crushing it. If somehow Pittsburgh could find a way to bring, like, <laughs> if if Carolina wasn't competing right now and contending, and there was a realistic way to bring him back on half salary and play their third line center role, I I would actually cry. <laughs> I would cry. It'd be so fucking cool. But it's not going to happen because no. the Hurricanes are a wagon. It'll probably well, be them team. against the Penguins in the second round because of the stupid bullshit playoff format that we already talked about in the previous episode. If you want to hear more about it and you didn't listen, go back to that. Um, all right. We also have good news here, folks. Broken shoulder. No longer a problem Hartman's for Ryan back. Hartman. Hairdresser has vaulted him back into the lineup. <laughs> uh, anyone that doesn't get that reference, uh, Man, just Google that shit. Kevin Gord, <laughs> You'll did, get there quick. Kevin Gord, by the way, didn't ask him that question. So I'm a little. Yeah, way to go, Kevin. Uh, also, he said uh, there's no law when you're drinking White Claw in the preview for the game. And I really, really hope because it's in reference to like buying uh, stuff with like without actually paying. Like it's oh, yeah, all yeah. the Amazon tracking shit at the X. I hope there's not like a 15 year old out there that's like, hey, there's no law. So I'm good. <laughs> Uh, that could be risky. Also, no laws when you're drinking claws. Not there's no law when you're drinking white claw. Oh, so yeah. Gord kind of botched that, but we can forgive him. We'll move past it. Oh, uh, Hartman back though, full health, quote unquote. Um, I think he landed exactly where everyone thought and hoped he would, being on the third line with yeah. Boldy and uh, Dino's favorite son, who scored again today, eight goals on the season. Even empty though it's an net empty goal. Goal. Well, hey, guess what? <laughs> Ask Ovechkin. They all count the same. They all count. Um, this is this is exciting because I'm looking forward to seeing what the Wild are made of now with uh with a healthy lineup. This is their team this year. This is their team. They don't have Fiala like they did last year, but this is their team this year. And I'm excited to see how more of an aggressive team, let's say, more of a physical team, more of a I guess a team with a physical presence plays. Sorry, compared they're, to last they're, year. they're gonna get more physical now that they've added Ryan Hartman, who got into a fight, <laughs> didn't even throw a punch and broke his shoulder. I'm, I'm just saying the way that they have Reeves, the way that Dewar, Duham, you know, mm, mm. the Jeek line's still intact. They're a harder team to play against than they were last year, I'll say, but they're not obviously as talented uh, because of you know, you lose Fiala and you lose 30 goals on your seat. Well, I, I so especially Z, if you're listening, this is really gonna bum you out, man. And maybe people think I'm wrong. They can tell me that. I'd love to hear counter arguments. This is a team that you can already see the writing on the wall that once fully healthy, they got a few too many forwards. And that's before the consideration that the Wild might try and add scoring up front. Trade, trade, trade. There will trade, be trades. Trade, trade, trade. There will be that's trades. a good problem to have. But it's not a good problem when you hear who I think is the sure-fired player to be traded here before the All deadline. Right. Hit me with this. Do you have even a remote guess? Who would you think it is? Forward, it's, it's forward. Be... Yeah, yeah, we're not talking Dumba here, folks. Yeah. Um, Greenway. That's what I would have said before this season happened. Before the injuries, and season. no, no, but guess what? We've seen that even without him, Akin Felino are not as effective. I thought he was third fiddle. And yes, he's probably the third most important of the three. He makes a fucking difference. That te- that line is not the no, same yeah. without him. I thought it was something where they could slip someone in and no. like maybe lose like five to 10% effectiveness, but still drive. 
he has been great with them. It's been so good. I'm totally off the train of trading Greenway. Not happening. That line needs to stay intact. So no one on that line then. So that, that line is at, that line that is staying. Spilino. Yep. If if you've got one more guess, throw it. Otherwise, I mean, it's Sam Steele. No. All right. Who do you got? I actually hope he stays. For me, it's a bummer because we look at the the roster as it is today. We look at all the contracts that need to be renewed after this season. Big names, right? We got Boldy and we got Addison, but there's several others beneath that that are key. Let's break down the roster quick. First line, whether or not it's Steele or Hartman, I hope it stays Steele, but doesn't matter. That with Zuccarello or Kaprizov. There we go. Quote unquote, second line. I don't know if it's second or third, whatever. Depends on where things land and where uh, performance drives, but we're going to say the Eck line, right? Felino, Eck, and Greenway. Yep. Grief, as some will label it. Third line, probably similar to what we're looking at right now. It's either going to be Goudreau, Hartman, Boldy, or you swap Hartman with uh, Steele, Steel. and it's still the same difference. And has there been a better line? And we're, uh, of course, talking relative to their contributions, right? But has there been a better line for the Wild in their fourth line right now? Reeves, Dewar. Reeves, Dewar, and Shaw. Incredible. Like, they have played very well. And especially when you see what Dewar has been able to contribute. Dewar and Shaw are the best two ben- penalty killers on the team. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what Dewar's going to end the year with for shorthanded goals. So, Isha, I just took you through what I see being the top four lines. Who's the odd man out? Have you done the math? Uh, Who's missing? Uh, if know. you don't know, that's okay. Just tap. Hi, he's tapping out. Sorry, Z. Brandon Duhame's getting traded. Don't. I love him. I think he's a great bottom six player. I think that he's a guy that can fill in throughout the lineup and play anywhere. And I think that, again, if he's on your fourth line, you're thrilled. If he's on your third line, you're content. And if you have to play him further up, you can get away with it for a few games. But he is one of the contracts that's up this year. I do think that he is a guy that you can get an okay return for, especially if you're packaging him in a deal for right. something bigger and you can't afford him and there's no spot for him because they're going to keep Dewar, thought, they're going to keep Shaw, right. they're going to keep Reeves together. Exactly. I think Dewar and Shaw are locked in now. They are exactly what the wild need for a fourth line. I think Dewar basically made it that Duham is expendable and whether I don't think it's Reeves long-term, but I do think that, Bill Guerin is a guy that's always going to have the Delorier, the the Reeves. Yeah. He's going to have someone that's that more physical presence that's on that fourth line. Dude, as, he's just not that big. He's not that guy. Right. To be like a subsequent piece, to be that third guy that rounds out the fourth line. Duhame, the writing is on the wall. He is makes me gone. Makes now, me of course, injuries dictate this, right? Of course. If, there, if there's one or two key injuries down the stretch, you got to keep Duhame because he's a great player. Like, I really do enjoy him. I know Z's ready to fucking punch me in the throat. He is a guy, though, that you cannot resign. He's not here past this year anyways. If there's value out there, if you can include him in a trade and make something bigger work, he's unfortunately the guy that's got to go. Our Florida yeah. man. Fortunately, unfortunately, because it's a good problem. To I'm going to call Dewey, Dewey too until the end of time, though. So. <laughs> oh, that hurts, man. 
That hurts. But, uh, but tell no, me, no, who right. else? No, who you're else right. traded? Who no, else? You're right. That's the thing. You're right. And the only other one I can I possibly right. see is capitalizing on Steele's fortune thus far. That's what I thought. Trading him if Rossi moves his way up. That's that's kind of where I thought you were going with it. Or if there's a team that literally comes over and inquires and says, like, we'll give me Steele. Yeah. We want Steele. He fits for us. Thank you for showing us that he's good. Yeah. But I don't see anyone overly coveting him. No, especially because he's he's now fitting, he's do I think in... that he'll be here beyond this year either? Probably not. But when you look at the trend, right? Ryan Hartman started something. Whoa, burped a little bit. 1.7 for three years to get through the buyouts. Yep. Prove himself, but also like he knew that he was going to play with good players and he loved being in Minnesota. I think that you can convince Sam Steele to take a two-year deal after this, low money, knowing that he's either playing with Boldy or Kaprizov. Yo, and, and regardless, wherever and he goes, he's going to get paid. Wherever he goes, he's going to get paid. But also, by then, they can afford to pay him if needed after that contract. Yeah. And I doubt they even and, will, though. Right. Probably won't. Yeah. But guess what? The guy's fucking 24 years old. Crazy by then, young. he's 26, and that's the perfect time to bang in. Just fucking rake in that cash. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck swimming in the pool of coins. Yeah. <laughs> he is so well set up to go to a team that's underperforming and be like, give me Buku Bucks. Yeah. I I don't like it, but I agree. And it's probably the it's it's for the best there. It's for right. the best. <clears throat> All right. Uh, uh another important topic. We had the poll oh, yes. recently. <laughs> um, and uh my wife was somewhat offended uh by the way she has zero twitter presence so it's not like she had any uh direct uh viewing of this but i basically told her about it and she's like you better tell them i'm like all right fine i can do that threw up a poll basically saying that my wife requested for christmas a kevin fiala minnesota wild jersey and i mean what else do you do in a situation like that then throw up a twitter poll get people's opinions, see what the thoughts are around her twisted thought process. Decent and amount of votes too. I was, I was impressed. Thank you for your support for getting votes, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's one of those out there polls where, I mean, it could get like 10 votes or it could, yeah. it could get well, like... so out of out of about 200 votes we had uh 43 percent it's close say um <laughs> so the the prompt was my wife asked for a wild fiala jersey she did this because she assumes he's still here okay next option she did this because she thinks he's a man rocket came in at 39 percent then we have at 10%. She did this because she is a serial killer. And then uh, last one, she did this because she, 7%, is protesting his trade. I can tell you that the winning vote there, number uh, two or letter B, if you will, assumes he's still here, is the only one that I can guarantee is incorrect. She very much knows that Kevin Fiala has gone to the <laughs> LA Kings, and she's very much not happy about it. Um, the ones I can say for sure are true are A and C. And not in that order. I would say C, then A. She absolutely thinks he's a man rocket. She he loves is. him. She thinks he's a beautiful human. Um, but she's also protesting his trade. Like, she is genuinely upset that the Wild couldn't find a way to make it work. 
she knew about him because he was good before she knew he was hot. But as soon as she found out that both were true, she's like, yep. yeah, that's my guy. And I'm like, all right, that that's fine. We can work with that. I can't confirm whether or not the 10% is correct. I don't know yet if she's a serial killer, um, <laughs> but can say for sure she knew that he was not still here. So those of you who voted the way I probably would vote if I saw this prompt up, just know not true. She thinks he's a man rocket and she's protesting his trade. Those are what we can absolutely work off of. It's it's crazy that like he's point per game right now in LA, but only nine goals. Yeah. Well, and I got a shout out to uh, uh, Allie Cook, who is the wonderful human who pointed out the Buffalo chicken waffle fries to me at the X. So goddamn good. I got to try those next time. I'm there. Um, she said, good thing is you can probably find one for cheap. <laughs> nope. No, really? No one has them. They don't exist. Even if you go to Facebook marketplace, even if you fucking go to (laughs) fanatics, they didn't even have because my wife wanted the white jersey. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even even have customizable white jerseys because the fanatics site is just garbage. It's losers. Absolute garbage. Yeah, they're fucking peasants. How they have the NFL and the NHL, right? It's just crazy. I don't I don't get it. It, Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. It's funny because in Canada, we made fun of fanatics for being like a wannabe like sports, you know, jersey, whatever. And then the next year they got NFL and NHL and we're like, what the fuck? Wait, um, what? Can we can we delete those thoughts? Can we erase that from anyone's memory bank? Hey, I yep. still don't like the fanatics jerseys. I don't like them. No, nope, that that's entirely fair. Um, shit, man. And I know we already talked about Argentina, uh, obviously being fucking bosses and beating the French, which everyone fucking hates the French, so it's totally fine. I was rooting for the French, by the way. Argentina has better wine than France does. Yeah. <laughs> I was still, I just, I'm rooting for the underdogs. Let's go. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they don't even step down. It's like the France, they scoff at us, or I shouldn't say ha, us, ha, ha. at uh, Quebecois who go. Wild should probably take note from Argentina's zone entries because they were fucking immaculate, beautiful. Minnesota Wild, that's the one thing, especially on the power play, that just bothers me. And this isn't speaking to a specific game by any means, just like across the whole season, like, Let's let's come up with some alternative approaches besides someone skates up, turns around, drops it for someone to go in while everyone's flat footed and that one person enters with speed. Yeah. Let, 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 let's try something like, different. Like at least like dump it in at that let's, point. Let's get rid of offsides and make some more creativity. Or just dump and chase at that point. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, again, another uh, throwback to the first episode today. If you didn't listen, <laughs> go check it out. If you want to hear me and Isha yell at each other about offsides. Yeah. Um, but uh, Isha, let's, let's I'll, I'll let games. you take it away. Yeah, let, let's break down the games. Yeah. Edmonton two one victory. Uh, my takeaways from that game, Hoppy Brodeen showed up. You know, the Brodeen that we know and love shut down McDavid, and more more than just McDavid. If it felt like he shut everybody down on the Edmonton Oilers, that was Brodeen's best game of the season. Best game of the season. Where like even those who don't swoon about Brodeen's defense, like. We once did last season. Even mm-hmm. they on Twitter were coming out of the woodwork going, holy crap, this guy, what a skater, et cetera, et cetera. So shout out to Jonas Berdeen. What an incredible game to show up for, you know, against two of the best players in the National Hockey League, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Boldy looking damn good on the power play, Hoppy. Like, and the Wild are having a pretty good power play as well. I know you were just... Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a damn good player, period. The Again... We can say whatever we want about how Rossi has been poorly been deployed and developed. And I'm not saying that he did anything incredible to start the year that no. warrants him staying. 
I do think the team could have done a lot more to help him out. Yeah. Uh, but Boldy, same thing. Like, how consistently has he played with any line mates this mm-hmm. year? Other pretty, than pretty tough to get comfortable and build any chemistry and gain any momentum. I was just gonna say, other than the power play, he's played with everyone. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm so impressed with him. I love the way he plays. And the Wild, by the way, uh, Ooh, ranked... important call out by the way on Boldy. Uh, recently on Straight from the Source, Michael Russo and Joe Smith team up and uh, talk to Bill Guerin. Topic came up of the potential of Greenway and or Boldy being experimented with to play center, and he shot it down so unequivocally, <laughs> like you have no idea. Like he basically said, like they're wingers. Yeah. Like he wouldn't even entertain the conversation. Boldy is a winger. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to play center, especially our boy. Shout out. Oh, our boy, James. Really? James from ECH. E C H. Everything college hockey. Really? I haven't seen those tweets from him. Oh yeah. He very much wants Boldy to be tested at James. Why? He wants wants him because he wants him to play with Zuccarello and. Oh my God, James. He played played some center in college. Yeah. But okay. In college. Yeah. Well, okay. Everything college hockey is probably going to focus on college performance. You donkey. I'm just like face palming. I mean, James, I love you, buddy, but no, he is. He's everything you want in a winger at the national hockey league level. Maybe in the NCAA. You know, when you're that good of a hockey player, I'm sure you can play every fucking position. Hell, I think you could probably play good defense in the NCAA. <laughs> you can play uh, a lot of things in the NCAA. Not important. Uh, moving past hold on, that. Hold on. Wild ranked, uh, as the, at the time of this recording, 10th in their power play in the NHL. So shout out to them. Vast improvement from last year. That's for fucking Ooh, sure. Night and day, baby. Weird. Uh, what's What's the biggest difference from last year to this year? Oh, that's right. Both Matt Boldy and Kalen Addison, who were given zero fucking chance last year. Let's go. Weird how that works. Uh, Dino's son continues to shine. In many of the games. Yeah. In Edmonton we're, in particular. We're, we already talked about uh, the Ottawa game, getting that beautiful empty net goal. But Edmonton as well. Um Man, people got whoever's dogging him, shut the fuck up. Stop dogging him. He's a fine player. I can't wait for him to get like a, a five by eight. <laughs> then you can dog him. Then, then, you can then dog we can dog him. him. Then we can dog him. Uh, Flurry had a great game. <laughs> Wild held Oilers to <laughs> limited shots, and he stopped 20 of 21. Spurgeon, as of late, and I know we were dogging Spurgeon earlier this season. We were dogging the whole defense core. Spurgeon, as I was of late, say, I don't think I ever specifically called out Spurgeon the whole defense core and he's part of that um Spurgeon looked absolutely phenomenal in the Edmonton game solid defensively and he's just so noticeable as even helping set up the play out Built of the a fucking goal here against Ottawa backhand oh, oh, baby. oh my god taking, uh-huh. a page out, taking a page out of Crosby's book let's go um and got a note too for that Edmonton game Greenway going after Darnell Nurse what a fucking incredible soundbite you, oh, yeah. you make nine million bucks a year bud you don't do shit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Man. Well, then I threw up that picture from last year when you and I went yeah. to the Edmonton game and I, I took the picture of the guy in the Darnell jersey and uh fucking threw the 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 dollar sign in front of the uh, dollar sign nine dot in front of his 25 on his jersey and people fucking loved it. Dude, I remember I showed that to Dylan and he's like, what am I looking at? And I was like, think for a sec. And he just started hysterically laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Love it. Love it. Love right. it. Before hopping um, to the Detroit game, 
Man, yeah, uh, here's the perfect insert for uh, shooting back at our friends over at Wild Takes. Uh, again, check out their episodes, folks, if you don't regularly. Um, if you love them, uh, share it with your friends. If you hate them, share it with your enemies. Uh, I love that <laughs> from Dev. That's great. That's so good. Um, but uh, the call out this week, which, uh, of course, Dev was not on, so he's not uh, liable for any of this. Instead, they had Jack and Jake on, which made for quite the interesting episode. Um, I almost, uh, man, I almost have to go after Zooch for his Vikings take for saying that uh, the Vikings would beat the Colts by 24 points after we broke down how that game unfolded. But in fairness to him, none of us saw this coming. In right? the second half, they beat him by 24. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I don't know. Zooch is a secret genius, I guess. <laughs> he, he really is. He really is. But uh, like, uh, even in our group chat, when Zooch speaks, it's gospel, baby. <laughs> he doesn't speak often, but when he does, you listen. Oh, man. But the, the, the thing I need to fire back at, he, I understand like trying to, go more aggressive on a take, be more hyperbolic. But to say that Edmonton last year made it to a quote unquote Mickey Mouse conference final, that doesn't jive with me. No. Edmonton beat a great Calgary squad. Um, probably should have handled LA a little quicker, but guess what? LA was playing good hockey, got through them. LA was a good team and last year. And guess what? Edmonton was competitive against the Avalanche. Like, sure, when you look at how many games it took, it's not that way. But like, they were competitive. Watch games the games, through yeah. Through like, watch the games, right? Same with the Calgary series. Like, those were bananas, and Calgary was a fucking juggernaut last year. Yeah. They were. And for me, we're just going too far with the whole like, oh, the the Wild own the Edmonton Oilers Look, take. Zooch, if you're listening, I wouldn't. I would love nothing more. Then for the wild to be able to absolutely trounce Edmonton every day. Let's be honest. If it went into a playoff series, I'm terrified. Edmonton would destroy the wild. And guess what? Edmonton's got a lot of injuries in that game. They are missing well, Fogel. They are missing Evander Kane. They were, I believe for that game, missing Yamamoto. Like well, there's even a beyond lot that, going on. Even beyond that, this they is have to play Yessi Puljujarvi. <laughs> like that's a that's a detriment. Even beyond that, this is the way I look at it. Brodeen and the few players, and and even we'll just say the line, like the Jeek line and Brodeen. I'll use as this example. You think that they can hold their own and carry the Wild in a in a potentially seven game series? Seven game series? No, no. no. Once, twice. Four times a year, fine. Yes, 100%, because it's that one singled-out game you're ready for, and it's one game. Even if it's a back-to-the-back, it's two games. It's not a whole series where everything's riding on it. There's those external pressures as well, and it's literally that line and Brodeen who are the reason that they beat Edmonton. Oh, for sure. And again, the injuries can't be discounted on either side, right? Wild were missing some players, but I I think we have to acknowledge that Edmonton has the more noteworthy injuries and they got two raw goaltenders, right? They got a guy that came over from Toronto and is still trying to find his comfort. (laughs) I love it. Also, but also like Stuart Skinner, who I actually think is a really like I'm very high on him. But, like, he's still young. Like, he's still figuring his shit out. Like, if we get to the end of this season somehow matched up with them in a playoff series, fuck that. That's terrifying to me. Um, and I can see you- this way. I can see the Wild winning the first two games and then Edmonton winning everyone after that. Oh, so St. Louis. 
Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, did you not see that? Bro, uh, yeah. No, because that's the thing. Jeek, the Jeek line, Brodeen, they, they're dominating. And then Edmonton, okay, we have to actually, like, change some things up here and adapt. And we still have the two best players in the world. I feel yeah, I feel yeah. Yeah. But also uh, need to point this out since you uh, came in and staunchly, you know, came to Zuch's aid. Uh, he basically, he acknowledged uh, that we've been doing this. Uh, didn't oh, fire back at us, but basically you, said Zuch. like, yeah. Uh, so stay to hoppy. And uh, the other guy who's, uh, who's, who's his co-host. So yeah. apparently it's my show now. And immediately Jake's like, Isha, man, fuck. <laughs> what the hell, Zuch? You've been on our show. I'm literally, ha, ha, ha. I'm literally writing in our group chat right now. Be like, Zuch, you don't know my name? That's that's what I'm gonna write. So, uh, and he's gonna be like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's okay. that's hilarious. <laughs> fuck, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, totally understand the the rhetoric around it with how we've handled Edmonton in recent years, but it's random games at random points in the season with random players injured on both sides. I think fully healthy rosters as currently constructed, of course, because who knows what both teams will do. I think Edmonton takes Minnesota in a seven game series. And I, I don't have any hesitation in saying that. No. And I mean, like I can't stand but the please, Zooch, Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Zooch, I can't stand the Oilers and I agree with Hoppy there. So all right. Over to Detroit, who is uh, Seattle of the East, apparently, is Isha. The Wild crushed them. them for They one. crushed them, but, dude, they're missing their best player. A big whoop. Even, D- even, Dumba scored, even Dumba scored, dude. Yeah. Hey, everyone the, has their day. Oh, long, <laughs> oh, oh, were the days when Dumba was on 30-goal pace, but anyways. Let's see. I don't care about half the shit we have here for notes. We just have to comment Thanks, on how by the way. beautiful that Reeves hit was. Oh, oh my God. Literally, like I want to get that and like load it up with like a train, like. I want like you know destroys pe- him. People have those like digital picture frames now that run through pictures. I just want that GIF to run over and over a and over. A picture frame with pictures. Well, tell like, me pic- more. The picture frame with the digital pictures that run through like a slideshow. You know, people have that. It's 2022. We're living science fiction instead of just single pictures and frames. Now people have like a. But how does the picture frame identify? Um, stop um i want a gif that's constantly showing that hit on repeat hung on like on my wall framed like that is that was incredible and you know what the funniest thing about that was was (laughs) detroit twitter now we don't talk about detroit twitter much here on this show they were losing their minds dirty hit what is this this shouldn't be involved in the game are you fuckers crazy honestly are you are you mental you forget you are you mental are, do you not forget, or sorry, do you forget that Cronwell was on your team for so Cronwell, many Cronwell, Cronwall. Cronwall. Nicholas was on your team Dude, uh, for I'll, a decade plus. I don't even need to show all the hits. We just need to show the one where he basically, like, broke Havlat's brain for Chicago. That guy. That's the reason that he was shit in Minnesota. Because he was <laughs> broken with Chicago. Dude, and like, and I have, I'm, I'm not dogging him. I'm not talking. It's just like, you should know, you should appreciate good hockey oh, hits funny, when man. you have the king of hockey hits out of Sweden in Cronwell on your team for over a decade. Well, man, that the continued shout outs to the Jeff Merrick podcast. He basically called out right away. He's like, you've got Lalonde who comes in and basically says like, that's a clean hit. But the, the context behind it, he's like, yeah, he knows this. He's got this up and coming murderer 
<laughs> named uh, Moritz Sider, <laughs> who is going to do hits just like that. And he basically doesn't want to call out that hit when eventually his player will be delivering well, yeah. that hit. So know your spot. But uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those ones where like head contact was made and that always irks me a little bit. But it was it like, was unavoidable. The guy dropped his head like he played through the body and it went to the head. It's not the same as again. Everyone will be like, oh, but you hate fucking Truba hits. Yeah, because Truba literally like raises his elbow and thrusts it at people's fucking Tom heads. Wilson too. It's intentional. Oh, to- yeah, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Fucking well, story. that's the thing. Tom Wilson head hunts. Same with Truba. That was a clean hit where the player had their head down. That was where, like, the when the old school hockey fans come, you know, come out and say, yeah. "Gotta keep your head up." Like that was a perfect case for them because that's exactly what happened. And I do, I watched. Gotta keep your head up. <laughs> the guy, like, <laughs> the guy, he had his head up, and then he went, he looked down, and Reeves smoked him. It's like, what are you fucking gonna do, dude? Like again, Reeves is on the ice. <laughs> He's looking for that. That's uh. Oh, it, it was so fucking beautiful, dude. And again, I just, I have to say this again. For all you Detroit fans who are upset, I'm sorry. You were blessed. You were blessed. And I say with the utmost respect, you were blessed to have Nicholas Cronwall on your blue line for a decade plus dishing out those type of hits. So like calm the fuck down. Okay. Also a, a side thing off of that with Detroit, that's important to note. Like we always talk about like always in the top five for first lines is Sidney Crosby and whoever's on his fucking line, yeah. right? Usually not number one in the league, but always in the top five. I think if we look historically, you almost have to say the same thing for like top D pairings when we talk about Lidstrom. Oh, whoever yeah. whoever was playing with Lidstrom, those two were the top defensive pairing, like top five in the league in any given year. Nicholas Lidstrom is so amazing, dude, because like he didn't have to retire. Like he was still crushing it. Like he retired without like that decline yeah. that we're saying like when's Ovi's decline going to come, you know, we've seen, we saw Yager's decline in the national hockey league. Lidstrom didn't have a decline. He's just like, I'm old. I'm done. I mean, going off of the whole renaming of trophies, like is Lidstrom the standard for the Norris? I think so. He, it, in my lifetime, he's the best defenseman I got to watch in my lifetime. Do, do we call the Selkie, the Patrice instead of the Bergeron? I think Patrice just like sounds better, like almost almost like a uh, Lady Bing. It's kind of just got that little Quebec. Like, the whole province it. of Quebec is gonna be like, no, we want Bergeron. Patin trophy. Lichim, uh-huh. When Lichim retired, he had thirty-four points in seventy games, dude. In twenty twelve, he played till twenty twelve. I forget that he played. Like, oh my good, I was. When I was, did you think he stopped? Ten. Oh. Okay. I th- I thought I graduated in eleven. Yeah, I had one whole season after I graduated. That's amazing. Graduated oh, high he's, school. He's something special, man. Um, and I it's it's hilarious so to me that you like note in the Detroit notes that Zuccarello had his first goal in a while. Um, and then your notes for the Ottawa game are that, oh hey, Capriza or uh, Zuccarello is on a goal scoring streak. <laughs> I thought you'd smile if I wrote that. Okay, <laughs> laughing here. But going on to Chicago, I mean. We've already talked about it in the previous episode. Dog shit fucking team this year. Oh, um, basically going to be selling off parts. The only player that I can Sorry, Vince. conceivably see staying is Patrick Kane, and that's entirely his decision. Because if you're Chicago, you don't want to be the organization that makes him leave. But I'm not sure where he's going to land on that, to be completely honest, because it sounds like he's not willing to accept a trade unless he has the next contract in hand. Like he doesn't want to go somewhere and then bounce somewhere else, whatever. Rangers, um, Rangers, Rangers. Fuck right off. 
Rangers, Rangers. I will punch you on camera. You know you want it. Not to punch me. You want him to go to the ring. No, I want to punch you. <laughs> I will break your fucking legs. Rangers, Rangers. The biggest frauds in the NHL. Yeah, but if they get Kane. Fucking, fucking losers. They get Kane. Reunited Why with would they Panarin. make a move for Kane when they're not even in the playoff picture? Reunited with Panarin. Let's Gross. go, baby. I want no. Uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no Hard biased no. whatsoever. Um, I'm kind of curious, though, from your perspective, because th- there's not much to talk about in that game, right? Like, no. They like, trounced them. Things went the way they should. Great for everybody, but do you have any interest in Max Domi, Andreas Thanasiu, or none of the above, or someone else in Chicago that you think is going to get shit? None. And why? There, there are fans that want Jonathan Taves too. What the fuck, dude? No, thank you. I've seen so many people talk about Domi, like one of the most inconsistent players in the national hockey league why why do you want max domi on your team who's like a center a winger who the fuck knows like i don't know See, i don't want domi the only one that i'd consider if the price was right because i'm not going to spend a lot on him and it depends on where we're at health wise like how things fit what other options are out there but like i've long been a guy that's just like fascinated with andreas and Thanasiu. i i don't mind like, him dude can skate better than mcdavid he can't do the same things as McDavid, yeah. but the dude can fucking can skate. bruise. Like having that level of speed that you can throw on a line, like let's say with Boldy, like it just opens up the ice so much more for players like that. He's pretty streaky too, though, isn't he? Oh, like, extremely streaky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. If he was that good, he wouldn't like, be he's playing like, in Chicago on a one-year, like, $3 million like, dollar he's deal. He's like Nick Schultz streaky. That's a really weird comparison. As far as this, like streaky Schmaltz, Schmaltz. Sorry, you said Schultz. Schultz. Nick Schultz is a former defenseman for the Minnesota Wild. Schmaltz. Yes, much like Nick Schmaltz. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I was so confused. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? Talk about slurring there. Slurring Uh my last names, not words, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, But for me, like that's a player that intrigues me. I'm not saying go out and get him, but he'd be cheap if he if you know he's only nine points on the season. Well problem is again there will still be teams that like want him for their fourth line right whereas we're looking for him to play on the third line kind of thing and someone will play something that doesn't make sense and especially because i'd assume even with only a three million dollar deal chicago's probably retaining half it's going to be 1.5 going like they're gonna expect minimum a second round pick okay i know we don't Especially in the age of analytics, we don't dive deep into plus minus, but 2019-20 with the Detroit Red Wings. Again, terrible Detroit Red Wings team at that point. Minus 45? For Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, again, you look at minus 15, you look at minus 9, you look at minus... Like you, Dude. It's, it's I, whatever. Minus 45? But again, that's that's the low side. The high side is I literally went to the Joe Lewis Arena the final year that it was in operation for NHL games watched him against the Pittsburgh Penguins and literally coast to coast, buttered the toast, embarrassed the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was on the highlight reel the rest of the year that I had to sit back and relive being like, fuck, I was in that seat. I watched that live. (laughs) That fucking hurt. I've seen the high end of his talent. We've seen, like we saw it this year already. We've seen him score incredible goals. The streakiness is very real. Very real. High ceiling, low floor. His floor is like dug down into the fucking dirt. His floor is like two points in 12 games type of low floor. His floor is zero points in 12 games. Sure. I just I, like, I was looking at hockey DB and that was <laughs> that was one of his but stints. uh just an interesting one because I don't think anyone else from Chicago makes sense for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, but he's one that depending on where things land, pursuing other players. 
if Bill Guerin did it for a reasonable like asking price, brought him in to play with you know Boldy or whatever, I oh, could at man. least get on board and support it. I I want big boy moves. I don't want Domi. I want big boy moves from Guerin. If he's gonna make a move like like you said, package Duham, move a Dumba, move another player, and get a top winger, and get Bo Horvat, get Got a it. top center or a one-two center. You know what I mean? Like that's what and I want to see. Guess what? If if it takes Dumba, Duhame, and a first, and a first, do you think that's enough to get Bo Horvat? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do it, Bill yeah. Guerin. You heard it here first. I do. And again, because guess what? I've that never, would be fucking fun. Because at that point, at that point, you've either got Harmon or Hartman or Steele playing on the first line, and you got Horvat playing with fucking dude. Maddie Boldy. That that's be, fun. No, oh, again, from a Van- then, then, then the Wild might win a playoff dude, round. From they the, might. From a Vancouver Canucks perspective, you don't want Matt Dumba type now, of player. But again, from the from just looking at this through against the Wild episode here, so fuck the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Um, it doesn't mean that. No, I don't. But it's very much like that would work so well in their favor, and that's the kind of trade that I want to see. For me, for me, bring in a line mate for Boldy. It's important that fans realize and understand there is a zero point zero 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 infinity times percent chance that Bo Horvat re-signs here. So you need to know that it's I just for this year. He's an Ontario boy. He's he's lived it up. He's getting an eight by eight Coast. minimum, minimum. Unless unless he goes through this whole year with Vancouver, which would make them like just dumb morons. I think then he's getting a seven by eight somewhere. I think he's getting seven five in Minnesota, baby. He's getting a what? Seven point five mil over whatever however many years. But I think his cap it's gonna be seven point five. So who are we trading Baldy to? <laughs> you don't think they can swing it? How? How? Billy Garen working. You can't just shrug your shoulders. Working like, his magic. How? Working his magic. No, how? Who is the big name player that's leaving? Other than Dumba. But Dumba's money is going to Matt Boldy. Like I, people I, want to say, like, oh, there's well, room because think, Dumba's how gone. Think, how much do you think Boldy's going to make? Minimum six, and that covers what Dumba's leaving. You think there's a world where Boldy makes less than six on a no, bridge deal? No. Okay, then shut the fuck up. Okay, it's not happening. <laughs> Fair enough. That it just can't. If if we didn't have the buyout money I know. holding us down, then absolutely I would be on board with it. You cannot afford it. And to be honest, at his age and where the wild are at, you don't want to give that kind of term and money to a player like that. It's not that Bo Horvat's not a great player, and he'll go somewhere and get paid yeah, well, and it'll be great for him. Well, but... and he's he's like twenty seven, so he still has, he's in his prime right now. He has three more years of dominance, so before we see any inklings just... of a of a decline. Yeah, I just don't see any world where he could be with the Wild. It's just unfortunate because, like, like that's in my opinion, like the Wild, and again, like, it's hard to even comment on because it was the right move to buy out Suter and Parise, clearly. But for the next two, three years, like they're not going to win the cup. But again, that has nothing to do with that decision. No, but like they need to bring in a top winger and top center and that and right. those contracts hinder so, them from so doing hang on, so. hang on. Are, are Suter or Parise a top winger or a top center? No, no. Okay, so it doesn't fucking matter. 
that's fine i'm just saying like that for the next then they have to just kind of play play it out for the next two three years because they can't to be on this to be on this to be honest because they're they're never going to take that next step without filling in those positions which is fine but there's no way around it it's either keep them there and have the same toxic locker room or have what everyone's talking about now where ryan reeves who's been all over the place comes in and says this is far and away the most tight-knit room i've ever been in no. That doesn't exist if you no. still have Parisian no, suitor. It doesn't. It's it just like I said. It's kind of and it's, unfortunate. It's not like you can like trade them for a top end center or winger because they exist, and there's no way Bill Guerin's going to trade them because them retiring means you are royally yeah. fucked. Yeah, I guess the the only the only hope is that Rossi can play in the top six next year. That is very much a hope. Yeah. When next year, maybe even this year, who knows? Yeah. But yes, and next that's, that's year, I think they on. need it. Not not even top six, because the Wild are in a weird spot where, like, yeah, the you G can decide line, yeah, whether yeah. or not Eck For is sure. the second or third. On Boldy's line, let's say. If he can play competent hockey and him and Boldy, Boldy can just need someone. That would be delightful. And, and to conclude, like, this, this point here, like, that's the thing. Boldy needs someone. I don't care if it's a fucking winger. I don't care if it's a fucking center. He needs someone on that line. And he needs someone who's a star. Perhaps someday. 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 Um, again, Zuccarello, uh, another goal in the Senators game. Hoppy, so his <laughs> goal streak continues. Three games in a row, baby. <laughs> it's just funny because last week we were like, oh, yeah, this guy, like he's never going to shoot on the net. It's, just, it's like it's almost like there's a magnet to Caprizov's stick. refuses. Not as of late. Three games in a row. Let's go. Dude, I was so happy when he scored that hat trick in, uh, in Detroit or against Detroit. That was so awesome. Fair. That was so awesome. Um, the amount of like Lizard King memes and and gifts and pictures I saw that were coming out. I mean, what do you even know where that that nickname like originated from? Is this a go? Joking, right? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, that was very much from uh, the man we do not speak of, who held a very short term residency as the Minnesota Wild GM. Oh, okay. He literally referred to him as being like a lizard out there. Ah, uh, and that's where it came because I was like, he didn't, he wasn't referred to that in New York. This no, is a wild not at all. Thing. No, no, it was like, I was just, he's just like a lizard out there. People are like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> then, like, when I started the soda pod, when I like, again, I wasn't like, I didn't know a ton of nuances or anything about like Minnesota culture, hockey, or anything like that. And I was like, I saw a bunch of like gifts and memes and like lizard. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> lizard King, baby. Oh my God. Incredible. He's, he's like a lizard out there. And everyone's like, wait, what, what? did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't quite understand it, but I love it. And now he's in Florida. <laughs> um, anything else wild related we need to cover, Hoppy? Need to? Probably Want not. To? I, I do think it's important to state, and I like kinda had a cheeky post on this, but I like it might come to fruition. Phil Gustafson, aka Philly G. Again, shout out back to our friends over at Wild Takes. AKA 1A. That's what I was going to get at 1A. He he could overtake Flurry as like the lead guy, the way that he's been playing. But uh, Isha, you made a comment off air about this. And unless like Flurry either gets injured, fakes an injury, or literally has the most monumental collapse we've ever seen, 
zero shot in hell that Mark Andre Fleury doesn't play game one of the first round of the playoffs, assuming the Wild make it to the playoffs. I hope Gustafson plays himself into where you cannot even make that choice, where he has to play. The I first felt game. like that was Talbot last year. No, Guess no, what? didn't no. happen. We felt it. It wasn't definitive. Like, I want it to be like, there. there's not... Like, but again, that will be driven not by Gustafson's play, but by Fleury's. Unless Fleury gives you every reason in the world to not play him, he's playing. He will. That that That's the level of respect that him and Garen have with each other. He will not bench Fleury unless he's hurt, pretending to be hurt, or playing like absolute garbage. I don't care how well Gustafson's playing. It's crazy. No chance. Dude, like, Gustafson is 24 years old still. Like, there's so – in goalie in, in goalie careers, especially if, since he's if, playing good, like, if, he if has – If we remove injury from the the equation, I'll bet any amount of money you want that Marc-Andre Fleury starts game one of the playoffs if the Wild make the playoffs. I'm scared to make that bet. Yeah, but, okay, hey, that, that, but that illustrates my point. Gustafson – 2.31 goals against average, 92 save percentage. I'm so fucking happy for the young man here. Again, he's 24 years old, guys. Alex Micheletti. He's 24 years old. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Micheletti's uh, had a, a little bit of a turnaround on that. He has to have. <laughs> he fucking better have. He better have, he yeah. He better have. Oh, man. And, yeah, not, well, not, not to drag Micheletti by any means, but I don't but know if there's anyone the that hated. On him. No one hated Gustafson more than Micheletti. No, and he owns that. He owns <laughs> oh, that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just, he owns that. It's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, because like the first, what is it, the first five, ten games, oh man, like, yeah. you should have had that one. What the hell is going on? Trade him. Like, like what? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, in fairness, Talbot let in zero goals against the Wild here today. Did he play, though? I don't have to do that. <laughs> Oh, man. Again, folks, we really appreciate you all listening to the two episodes that have dropped today. If you haven't listened to our NHL heavy hockey podcast episode earlier today, please go and do so. Again, shout out to you all. You all are amazing. We appreciate all the support and all the listenership here on this podcast. Um, I think that's it today, Hoppy. A lot of hockey talk, a lot of wild talk, and it's been awesome. So signing off. I'm Isha Dromi, alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by our good friends at Better Edge, 7th Avenue Pizza, Northland Vodka, and Waggle Golf. Be good, man. Good. Don't fear, just drink some beer, and stay wild. <laughs>